Well, 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 good afternoon, good afternoon, and happy Friday to you. I pray that uh, wherever you may be right now, you are having a tremendous Friday. This is Friday, April 16th, it is, uh, and I just want to welcome you to the Father's Table podcast. This is Midday meditation. And I am your host, Pastor Ronnell Tate, pastor of the Father's House, Frisco, here in Frisco, Texas. And we are so excited to be here again, be with you on another Friday, where we can just lean in a little bit more to the voice of the Father, the voice of the Lord. Hear what he is saying to us, be quickened, be set ablaze. May our heart be made full that we can finish out our week well and step into our weekend even in a greater manner and then begin our new week ready for what he has for us. And today, as I'm preparing for this this segment of our podcast, I just felt like I, the Lord wanted us to look at identity, to look at who we are as believers in Christ. And if we are honest, we could never look at our identity and who we really are in Christ enough. And the reason being, the reason I say this is because we have so much on any given day. So many images, so many voices, so many thoughts that are contrary to whom to whom and what the Lord says that you and I are. And even if you are a very mature believer who daily rehearses, daily goes over who you are in Christ, it's never a bad idea to continue and to hear it again and be reacquainted, to be encouraged further, to hear another voice declare the goodness, the glory of God upon you and over you. And so as we begin today, I I do want to just make two announcements. One, we will uh, once again, of course, have midday meditations next Friday, which will be, if I am not mistaken, the 23rd. Yes, the 23rd of April. And then also on the 28th, I wanted to remind us that our first interview of this second season of the podcast on Wednesday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Central Time and 8 p.m. Costa Rican Time, as we will have uh, my dear brother, my friend. Uh, We have been friends, I believe, for nearly 16, 15, 16 years that we've known each other. 
And I am just extremely grateful for him as a believer, for his life, for his family and the lives that they walk in the Lord, their heart, their transparency. And he will be my first guest. And if you remember, he was my first guest last season. Did not plan on doing that again where he would be the first guest, but I just feel like that is where we should go. And if you remember, for those of you who heard him last year, he gave a tremendous testimony on the Lord healing him of an incurable disease uh, 15 years ago or so, or even longer. And this year, we will discuss what the Lord is doing in his life, in his family's life today. But we will discuss stepping into the unknown of the Lord. When he invites you to walk with him, when he asks you to come out into deep waters and areas that are unknown to you, what awaits, what is there, how do we navigate those? And so I just want to encourage you to join me for those next two podcasts that are ahead of us for this month. We have three more the 23rd, the 28th after today, the 23rd, the 28th, and the 30th for the month of April. And then also, for those of you who are in the North Dallas area, Frisco, Prosper, Plano, uh, we are, I am the pastor of a, a home church, and we meet every Sunday at 10 a.m., and you are more than welcome if you are looking for a home church where you can come and dwell in the presence of the Lord. We, as a family, are intent on hosting his presence because it's the one thing that the nations need more than anything. It is him. He is the answer to everything. So as we get into what the Lord has today, let us pray. Father, we love you, and we're so grateful for who you are and what you're doing in our midst. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your kindness, your patience. Now, we ask that you would speak to us this morning. Lead us into the depths of your heart. Reveal to us who you are and who we are in relation to you. Speak, we ask, Holy Spirit. For we recognize and we realize that one word from you changes everything and nothing will remain the same. So we honor you this morning, this afternoon, and we just thank you and give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as I mentioned, we, I felt the Lord wanted us to highlight and talk about identity. It is something that we, uh, as a body, we must grab hold of this idea of our new identity in Christ. Because if we're not careful, we will come to the Lord in sincerity of heart, in purity of heart, We will come and make him the Lord of our lives, but not know that in receiving the Lord unto ourselves, making him the full ruler, Lord, overseer of our lives, 
that we could possibly not live in the fullness of what has been now afforded to us simply because it won't be because we don't love him necessarily but it could be because we don't know who now we are that there has been a shift a change uh, I like to say it often that there's a DNA shift we need to change DNA and we, I'm sure, as believers, any believer, I'm sure you have heard someone speak on your, your identity in Christ and who you are in Christ and uh, what has taken place. And yet, even with the abundance of teaching, even with so many people having heard the word, having read his word, having heard his voice on being identified with Christ, there is still a struggle at times over who we are. And so I want to read, uh, there's two passages of scripture that I want to highlight today. And I know we will not, uh, especially with the second passage, I know we will not finish with that. And so maybe next Friday, Lord willing, if he allows, we will pick back up from that place um, and, and go from there. But I want to highlight to start a passage of scripture that I, we are well aware of. As a believer, I am certain that anyone who's on, the vast majority of us have read this scripture. We have heard it quoted. We have heard it expounded upon by a pastor, a minister of some sort. And yet I want to highlight when we read it, I want to highlight a preposition in it. Because I believe it is so much for us and to us. And it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. But, but I want to read the few verses right before it. Starting at verse 14, I believe. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, and we'll get to 17. And then the one other passage of scripture. In this noonday, your lunch hour, the middle of the day, uh, is Luke chapter 3 verses 21 and 22. So the two passages of scripture, 2 Corinthians 5 verses 14 through 17 and Luke chapter 3 verse 21 through 22. So wherever you may be, if you're listening, if you're on your lunch break, if you have, you can't pull open your Bible or whatever, those are the two passages of scripture. You can go back if you're with me and you have your Bible, you open those with me. He says in verse 14, of chapter 5 for the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all then all died that's important he says this is what we judge judge because the love of Christ compels us in this that if one died the one being Christ the perfect sacrifice the perfect substitute if the one died, Christ died because he was perfect, completely accepted before the Lord for us, then all of us died. That includes you. That includes me. We all died. And he says in verse 15, and he died for all that those who live should live no longer for them 
ourselves. This is key as it pertains to who we are in Christ. This is key as to my identity. That because he died for all, that you and I who still have the breath of life inside of us and we uh, 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 say that we are Christians, we believe, we have confessed and we said, my life is yours. We now should no longer live for ourselves, but for him, he says, we should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So every aspect, every ounce of my life, everything that I live for, everything that I do, even now for those of us who may be at work, for those who are listening after the fact to this podcast on whatever me, uh, platform it may be, I am no longer living for me. So my day at work is not simply for me and the paycheck that I will receive. But it is for the one who died for me and rose again. So that takes my work aspect and the way that I do it, not just for my boss, my manager, my supervisor, not just for the paycheck I will receive, not just for the family who is at home awaiting me, but I am working. My work life is lived. It is breathed for the one who died for me, who died as me, who was the perfect substitute for my life and rose again. Verse 16, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him thus no longer. There is a, a, a greater life that supersedes the natural, just the flesh and bone here that places us into a spiritual context in a different way. Let's keep going. And this is the verse that we're after and, and a preposition in that. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the King James version, I'm reading the new King James says, therefore, if any man be in and that's the preposition I'm after. Be in, is in. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The moment that I said yes to him, that I confess my sins, that I see the confession says that the way that I lived, I acknowledge by my confession is wrong before you and your way is right. That's why I confess. It is uh, the picture of how uh, in police or law, I confess to a crime, 
because I acknowledge that according to the laws of the land, what I did broke those laws. I confess my sins and acknowledge you are the one who is right. I confess them. And then I believe on you and your ways. So I turn from the belief I held and I turn to you. And he says, the old things then are no more. The enemy likes to remind us of the old things. But the Lord says, I have forgotten them. The Bible tells us that he throws them into the sea of forgetfulness. The Bible tells us that as far as the east is from the west, so has he forgotten and put off my sins when I repent before him. How far is the east from the west? Oh, it's, you cannot tell. It's a great distance. In other words, they no longer exist. Yet the enemy, yet our own minds, our shame, we want to be reminded of what we did wrong. And he says, the old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Things are passed away and they become new when we be in, when we are in Christ. It, it, it's this simple preposition, but it's a powerful one in that it hinges everything upon. Listen to in the, the Greek, this preposition the definition of it. It's a primary preposition denoting a fixed position in place, time, or state. We use this preposition often. If someone asks, asks you, where are you? You may say, I am in my car driving. You are telling them that I'm in a fixed state surrounded by uh, my vehicle. I am within my vehicle. Uh, oh, oh, where are you? I am in my home right now. I am in a fixed state, a place that is larger than I am, but I am fixed within it uh, right now as I am doing this podcast uh, live. We have a, a live audience on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Vimeo, but I'm doing it, and for those who are not watching but you are listening, I am in a fixed position in my office. I'm in my office. This is the place, my station right now. This is where I am. I am within this space and time. Oftentimes when we are going to bed at night, we'll, we'll say, I am in my pajamas. I am in my PJs. I'm in this fixed place which denotes my life. It says, I am preparing for rest. I am in my bed. I am in this fixed place that I have sunk into for rest. If anyone be in Christ, therefore, if any man be in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, in this fixed state of position that I have allowed my life to sink into and fall into the one who is God, the one who is greater than I, and from that place I will remain fixed all of my days. 
all of my days. I will not turn back to where I was, where I was in sin, fixed in a place of death, of breaking the laws of heaven, of transgressing against the God of the universe. No, I am now in Christ. In other words, I am hidden in one who is greater than me. My children love to play hide and go see. And they go and they get in something or under something. They will get in a box to hide. We are in Christ. And we hide ourselves away in one who is greater, more powerful than I. One who is more beautiful, more perfect than I. And I live from that place of being in him. And being in him, I am like a vine that is attached. And I receive all of my substance for, for life. I receive everything that I need from being in him. And if every day I remind myself that I am in Christ and every part of my life is to be lived from him, not, it is not that I go to church on Sunday and then I take back over my life the remainder of the week. No, 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 no. He, he says this. This is not a scripture I planned on giving, but I just heard it. There are two scriptures that just popped up. Here's one in Matthew let me get there. I'm opening up my Bible. I wasn't prepared for this one, but I do have a second Bible with me. In Matthew chapter um, 6. Let me find where I'm after. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Matthew chapter 6. He tells us, for after all of these things, meaning the things of life, what shall we wear, what shall we drink, what shall we eat, the Gentile seek, the unbeliever, the one who does not know me, they seek this. He says, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But listen to what he says, Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He wasn't saying you seek them on Sunday and that's it. No, he was saying that the kingdom of God should be, is your, the entirety of your life. And with it being the entirety of my life, I seek his ways in everything. I am in Christ. It is my station. It is my place, my fixed position for life. Another definition from that preposition. It's in a, or they give an example. A relationship to rest. My position is him. And him alone. Not on Sunday. And then Monday I take back control of my life. No, he says seek the kingdom. And his righteousness in everything. I am in Christ. I am in the position and the posture of rest. Because he has rested from his works. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. So therefore, I am seated at the right hand of the Father because I am in Christ. 
It is why Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Paul understood that he was in Christ. So if he was, if he is in Christ, he was in Christ on the cross. For cross died, not just for me. He died as me. And being in Christ, everything that he did, I was there. In Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I was crucified with him, and yet he has given me his position here upon the earth. I am in him as he is seated with the Father. This is my position of rest, and I live in him, by him, and through him here upon this earth. It is the identity of the believer. Jesus and him only. He is the only one. I am hidden in him, fixed in him. It is my posture. It is my position. Jesus and Jesus alone. The Holy Spirit has been sent as another comforter. One of the same kind. To guide me, to lead me into the depths of the one I am fixed within. It is my identity, my position, my station. It, I was going to say something else, but it would take me off take me off the path that I was headed to. And I do want to mention Luke 3. We, we have a few more minutes. I am in him. So I am not attempting to gain favor. I already have favor. I live from favor because I am in him. The one who is victorious, therefore I am not attempting to obtain victory. I am living from victory. It's a fixed position. It's who I am. I am royalty. So therefore my position here on the earth fixed in Christ, I am not attempting to take back, or, or I should say it this way, I am not attempting to defeat I am simply enforcing what has already been done through my life because I am fixed. And if I don't know who I am, I will live as though I am defeated when nothing could be further from the truth. Colossians 2 says that Jesus, on that third day, when he rose, he got up. And made an open show of the enemy in his realm. In hell, he made an open show of the devil taking back the keys of hell. He took back what was rightfully his, what was lost in the garden through Adam and Eve's fall. He took it back. So I am enforcing what already belongs to him. What was stolen by lying, deceit, treason, I take back through righteousness, power, joy, peace, contentment. By enforcing what my elder brother, my Lord, my Savior has already purchased. It is who I am. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. 
we have just a couple of minutes left, so I will touch this. And then, if the Lord so desires, we'll pick back up from here next Friday. I pray that you are being blessed and encouraged. You and I are sons and daughters of the creator of all mankind, of all humanity, the one who is sovereign, the one who has all power, who has all glory, who is worthy of our honor. We are his, and his only begotten son came that there might be a multitude of sons and daughters unto him. You and I are of that lineage because we are in Christ. It's our fixed position. What he has accomplished is now ours. He says, it says this. This is when Jesus was being baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist. It says in verse 21, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was open. Mark's gospel, the gospel of Mark renders it this way. The heavens were parted. It is this picture of a violent act. It took one who had great power to move back and peel back the heavens. The heaven was opened after this act here I have never read in the scriptures that the heavens were closed or that the heaven was closed after this the reason is that it's important is because you and I as believers must realize that my position in Christ that my identity affords me an open heaven over my life and it is only closed for the most part here in my own mind because of what I believe about me, what I believe what was done for me, the lack of forgiveness that I render unto myself in those areas. If you and I, myself included, really knew who we were and the life that has been deposited inside of us and the one Holy Spirit who walks beside us and guides us and leads us if we really knew who we were we would never long or desire to be anyone else another day of our life Because the living God, the one out of whom all creation has come, the one to whom all of us who believe will return one day, the one whom every knee will bow before, his life courses through my veins. He has deposited a glimpse 
a glimmer, a portion of his nature inside of me to live from. It is me. No matter the war and that is taking place around me that tries to say otherwise, it is who I am. As the heavens were open and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. Look at the things that the Lord gave Jesus at this moment and then we'll, we'll close here and pick up next week. Identity. Who we are. We are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 it's our fixed position, then I'm here to tell you that you and I were in Christ at this baptism as well. We were with him. He carried us in his bosom. And he was baptized for us. He look at the things that he gave him. He gave him access and open heaven. He gave him access to the Father. The one thing that Jesus desired above any and everything else was access to his father. My children desire access to me, to my wife, more than anything. The second thing that he gave him, his presence. The Holy Spirit descended upon him. My children want access and then my children want my presence. My two-year-old daughter especially if she is talking to us, if I am not completely engaged where she has the full, uh, full, full, my full attention, she knows she doesn't completely have my presence and she will come and tell me to look at her or she will grab my face because she wants all of my attention so that she knows she has my presence. The father gave him access to himself. He gave him his presence and then the third thing he gave him was his voice to allow him to hear him. You will not be without me. I am not a silent God who does not speak. If you see the presence, you know the voice is there. If you hear the voice, you know the presence is there. They are synonymous. He gave him an open heaven access to him. He gave him his very presence and he gave him his voice. The fourth thing that he gave him when his voice spoke, he says, you are my beloved son. He gave him identity. The father said, you are the son in whom I deeply, richly love. Identity. And then the fifth thing he gave him was affirmation. In you, I am well pleased. Acceptance, affirmation. Before Jesus had done any ministry work, and that's important because oftentimes we believe that we will be accepted based on the things that we do. No, we've already been accepted, so it makes me free to do certain things without hindrance. It is easier to live a sinless life when I know I've already been accepted as opposed to attempting to live that type of life to gain acceptance. 
it is virtually impossible sometimes the other way. When I'm trying to gain acceptance, I don't know if what I do is right, wrong, indifferent, or anything else. And so I will be doing things trying to get his favor when he's already given it to me and I'm to live from that place. Access, he gave him. Presence, voice, identity, acceptance and affirmation. And if you and I are in Christ, which we've already discovered that we are in Christ, if any man be in a fixed position, in place, time, or state, I am locked into him forever. It is the portion allotted me that I am his and he is mine. Then I was here the day the heavens were parted. I was in Christ. And if Christ opened, if the Father opened the heaven for Christ, he opened it for me. Because I am in Christ. And if the Father gave his presence to Christ, then he has given it to me because I am in Christ. If the Father gave his Son his voice, he can be heard through his word, audibly, through various means, then he gave it to me because I am in Christ. I was there. I was there that day. I am in Christ. If he gave him identity, you are my beloved son. Then he says to you and me, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. You are the daughter. You are the son that I am madly in love with. But I've done nothing, Father. I know, but I love you anyway. And he gave him acceptance and affirmation in whom I am well pleased. Then he says it to you. Because you have accepted me, I'm so pleased with you. I accept you. And I affirm you. It's the pat on the back. You're my boy. You're my daughter. Come, let me hold you. Many of us need to know this so deeply because we're attempting to do things to gain his acceptance. When the moment I said yes to Jesus, we had it. We were in Christ this day. We're accepted in him, by him, through him. We are his it's different to live from the place of acceptance and affirmation than to try to live to get it. I know the difference so well. I lived too much of my life trying to be affirmed and accepted until the Holy Spirit broke in my world one day. I, I don't remember how many years ago it was. 15, six, 16, 17, whatever it was to tell me that I had been rejected from day one before I set foot on this earth in the womb. But that, and I had been living trying to receive acceptance and affirmation from everyone around, every authority figure, parents, etc. And at this place in my life, that what should have been given to me when I was a little boy, the only place I can get it now is to come to him, is what he said. 
And he began to lead me down a path of how to be affirmed, accepted, and to know who I was in him that I was not aware of, though I had already been a believer for several years, had been in ministry for several years. But I didn't know that he had accepted me and he affirmed me simply because he loved me. I was his beloved son because I was in Christ. And someone needs to hear today that you are his beloved son. You are his beloved daughter. Yes, yes, yes. He knows what you've done. He knows what you did. But I remember something I heard years ago that still sticks with me today. Bishop T.D. Jake said this. It was so powerful. He said, you may have done what they said you did, but you are not what they say you are. No, no longer are you that. If you have come to Christ, and if you have not come to Christ, today is your day. Today is your day. It is your hour where all things become new, whether you feel it or not. It is your day. He knows what you did yesterday, and he loves you still. You are his beloved. You are the one that he desires. He accepts you, and he affirms you. Someone needs to hear that. He accepts, and he affirms you. He ex accepts, and he affirms you. He's not ashamed to know you. He's not ashamed to be called by you. He's not ashamed to hang out with you. He loves you. And for, for those of you who may be listening, who may watch, be watching, listening, and you don't know the Lord, meaning you have not repented of your sins and asked him to be the Lord of your life, today is your day, and we can do that right now. Right now, if you say, I want to be accepted, I'm tired of living from this place of rejection, of not knowing who I am. I never met my father. My mother left. I, don't, I just had a dysfunctional household. So many of us did. And the Lord restores all things the moment we come to him. Oh, there will be a fight for your life. But when you live from the position of being fixed in him, your identity, oh, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. So if that's you today that you want to come to Christ, just pray this with me wherever you are. Say, Father God, I come to you now. Just repeat after me. I come to you now. Recognizing that I am a sinner away from you. And right now, I repent of my sins before you and all of heaven. And I acknowledge that Jesus, your son, came to earth and lived a sinless life. He died on a cross for my sins. He was buried and he was raised again to newness of life. I believe that he died for my sins. 
And I believe right now that as I accept him as my Lord and Savior, I am cleansed from my sins. And I confess with my own mouth that today I belong to Jesus Christ. I am now a Christian, a believer, a son or daughter of God. And I will live my life living completely for him and to him. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, for those of you who prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. I want to welcome you into this newness of life. And if that was you, I would love it if you could email us to let us know so that we can stay in contact with you and help you in any way get plugged in to a local church, wherever you may be, and help you with this walk. Uh, our email address is family at hispresence.church. That's family at hispresence.church. And of course, if you are watching right now on Facebook Live, you can just message us on Messenger. And we would love to. You can find us as well online, hispresence.church. You can go there and leave a message. We would love to pray with you more, to encourage you, to help you get started. But you need, if you do not have a Bible in your life, someone has one somewhere that you know. And if not, and if you cannot afford to purchase one, contact us and we will do everything we can to get one sent to you because it will be your lifeline to knowing who you are now in the Lord. You also need to begin to talk to the Lord as you would talk to a friend. It's called prayer, but it is simply communion and fellowship and conversation one with another. And you talk to him and then you sit quietly before him and let him talk to you. And you need to be in a spirit-filled, Bible-based church. A church where the word of the living God is preached, where the love is, the Lord is loved fully. And as I mentioned, we would like to do any and everything we can to help that, help foster that and be a part of that. So contact us. Again, family at hispresence.church. Message us. Go to our webpage and there's a contact form, hispresence.church. Well, I know I've gone over time today a little bit. But I thank you for being with me, and I thank those of you who are listening. I pray that you have been encouraged today, and I pray that the Lord is upon you and he's with you. You will have a marvelous, tremendous Friday and weekend and the rest of your week in the Lord. This has been Pastor Ronnell Tate, and you have been listening to Midday Meditations at the Father's Table Podcast. So grateful that you have joined us today and we look forward to being with you again. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you soon. Bye for now.